Welcome to Straight Shot. Marketing is everywhere. It's around your life. From what you eat to what you wear and where you go. It is a vital part of any and all business. Let's discuss the world of marketing and business as it influences everyday life with the staff of Atlanta Marketing Agency, Reformation Productions, and guests as they give it to us straight. Get ready. Take aim. Steady. Welcome to Straight Shot. Welcome, everybody. My name is Jennifer Bennett. With me, as always, is the lovely Zachary Bennett. <laughs> Hi. How are you, Zachary? I'm good. How are you? Are you ready to do a straight shot today? Let's go. It's the beginning of the year. It is. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy New Year to you. All right. Um, in this episode of Straight Shot, we're going to discuss the tendency that young or early business owners have when they wing it. Oh. You know, winging it. No plan. No plan. Throwing against the wall and see if it sticks. Right. People that say, you know what, we'll just figure it out as we go. It happens. We're going to also talk about strategic planning, tracking your activity, and course correction. And we're going to do that all by discussing the second half of the Harley and the Davidsons biopic on the Discovery Channel. Oh, yeah. I think this is the, the last episode that we'll do. Mm-hmm. In uh, in that series, so there's quite a lot of stuff that we will uh, we'll cover today. Okay, yeah, um, but uh, yeah. So if you guys haven't checked it out, go onto the discoverychannel.com. You can actually uh, see Harley and the Davidsons featured there if you want to follow along. Otherwise, you just see clips as we go as we talk Surely. through it today. Um, okay, so speaking of Harley and the Davidsons, um, we are going to talk about the uh, early business owner. So how do you feel about winging it, Zachary? Unfortunately, some of the biggest issues that I see with small and regional-sized businesses uh, is centered around a lack of planning and being reactionary in their uh, communications. Um, those doing things that way leads to having a you know a lack of focus, general chaos in your office, and, and being inefficient in both time and in your uh, your finances, your money. Mm-hmm. So um, we here at um, Reformation, we believe in being proactive. Um, and to me, that means you know being in control of your own business, setting goals uh, for every effort that you're doing and not winging it, not trying things. Right. And the film series here shows that same initial thinking that before they had completed the product even, Art Davidson had this opportunity fall into his lap. The leaders of Indian Motorcycles was coming to town, and he had an opportunity to impress him with his product. Yep. This reactionary event, though, caused him to cut corners on his bike and almost blew up the bike. Almost blew up in front of Mr. Hendy, who is the <laughs> Indian Motorcycle guy. So here, let's take a look at that clip so okay. that they can see what that's about. That Merkel's new bike? There she is. She's getting her ready for when Hendy comes to town. Hindi Bicycles is coming here? Yes, sir. They are now the biggest makers of motorized bicycles in America. Calling theirs the Indian. But why is he coming here? Draw spectators, sell bikes. America wants to make an impression. Didn't you already see this? When? need a carburetor. Here we go. 
while I spare. You should have Bill put that on. Make sure it's right. Well, we're very busy here. Nice doing business with you. <laughs> there are now 50 motorcycles. Another evil henchman with a mustache. Everyone gets a chance to race against Indian in our expo run next spring. Races in every city. All makers welcome. If you can best my machine, then I want to partner with you. Mr. Hindi, this is an sir. <laughs> Let's show this Easterner how we do things in Milwaukee. Oh dear. The needle didn't seed properly. Yeah, so your bike's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Failures aside, uh, they pressed on, they proactively decided to participate in this Indian Expo event that Hindi was putting on. Uh, and at that event, Mr. Lang calls out Art for being immature in business and, and asked him if he was ready to, to take the business seriously because he wanted to, to, to partner with him. Uh, with that, uh, he invested in the business and they began their efforts to, with purpose, right, to, to, to really take the, the business forward with purpose at that point. Well, and Mr. Lang was a new addition to the company, uh, a business advisor, a marketing consultant, something, mm -hmm. someone with experience with a new company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he brought a lot of business savvy to the company. Um, and so before every event from this point forward, they laid out goals of what it is that they wanted to proactively uh, achieve. They had some sort of strategy involved in each one. Um, before competing in the Catskills Enduro race, which is the next clip I think Ooh. that we'll see, uh, Mr. Lang had laid out three different goals. Uh, one was to increase sales by impressing uh, dealerships because mm -hmm. dealerships were invited to the event. So he wanted to, uh, to increase sales by getting more dealerships on board. He wanted to increase awareness by getting more press coverage at the, uh, at the race. Uh, and he wanted to, of course, beat the competition Be the bike. and prove, mm -hmm. yeah, prove that they had a better bike. So let's take a look at the Catskills um, Enduro clip. race. Yeah. Yes. We enter the Catskills Enduro race. It ends with a ceremony at Hendy's headquarters. The press from New York is covering it. This race is about three things. Number one, sales. We need dealers to survive, and this is how we get them. Two, we have the better machine, but no one knows about it. That ends at this race. Three, we beat the bastards. And this is it. The future of this company will be determined upon this race. Hey, come yeah. by. Yeah. There he is. Preston King, head of the East Coast the Dealers guy. <laughs> He's the one we need to get us our dealerships. That's him. That's the man to impress. I'm going to impress the whole crowd. Yes, I'm sure you will, Walter, but the crowd can't get us dealerships. Mr. King so can't. serious now. Mm -hmm. Why can't we just open our own dealerships? Because beneath his stuffed shirt beats the heart of a cheap gangster. If he doesn't approve of a dealership, then leases are broken. Shops burned. Mr. King, it's a great pleasure, sir. Pleasure to meet all of you. Uh, as you know, we're looking to expand our operations. I hope you like what you see out here today. 
Let the best man win. Hmm. Oh, we will, sir. So long as everybody plays fair and square. Good luck, gentlemen. Look forward to speaking after the race. Go get him. So you could see even then, right, uh, Art still showed that he was like, yes, I know you're a big gangster guy and I'll kiss your ring, but I'm my own guy. I have no problem standing up to you. Oh, no, no, we will. Mm -hmm. We will win. You know, <laughs> You know, and it's more than just bravado. It's more than just um, showing up for the crowd. It's strategic planning. Mm. And, you know, and it was Art's uh, ability to bring it back toward the, the main goal. And it was that kind of strategic planning that led Harley Davidson uh, you know, to the extreme devotion and now legendary status that they have. Yeah, and the, this this move, this change over to being strategic is very prominently showcased in the film. Um, mm -hmm. In another part of the movie, there's um, there's a section where we go to um, to World War One, and as uh, one of the top two manufacturers of motorcycles at the time in the United States, um, they were invited to make war machines for the military for the Great War, uh, World War One. Hmm. Um, they in in that in that meeting because uh, they actually show the meeting in the meeting, um, you can tell that they know their consumer target extremely well. Uh, and because they know their target well, they can accurately predict what's going to happen when the war is over, mm. which is, you know, a, a kind of, of, you know, strategic planning, forethought. It, it's, it, they, can, they have more insight, for, foresight, really, uh, as to what's going to happen after the war is over. And they're planning for that, right? Mm -hmm. Planning, strategic planning for that before the, the, they're even called in to, to help in the war effort. So um, let's, let's watch a clip on that because it, it's super smart. Okay. Um, and um, let's what the other motorcycle manufacturer, of course, is Indian. Uh, Indian and Harley were the, the number two. Mm -hmm. uh, the other, the guy that you saw in the clip before, Merkel, he's he's gone because he was a shady guy. Um, Mustaches. He, he, he looks well. He looks like Mario, <laughs> <laughs> and his little Mario Mario Kart. Um, but let's watch that uh, that clip on uh, them being the presented with the, the war. What a effort. great yeah. honor, really. No pressure. No pressure, guys. <laughs> Capitalizing on the American spirit, the renegade spirit of, of America. Which they became known for mm -hmm. as a brand as well. Like a rebel, like rebel heart. Really. You may go in now. Who? Which group? The general says both. Oh, good. A group interview. Everybody loves those. <laughs> no stress, dudes. I've been to many RFP where there's just agencies lined up outside with you to go in there. Super stressful. Never had Especially in this situation, because they're like mortal enemies. Yeah. Indian and Harley-Davidson are number one and two, and we expect your full commitment at this critical time. How many units are we talking about? Well, to begin with, the Army General Staff is contemplating 25,000 from Indian and 15,000 from Harley-Davidson. Uh, sir, our engineer has taken the liberty of drawing up a few uh, preliminary military applications from our mm -hmm. existing machines. But these are really very good. Our yeah. entire engineering staff is waiting to work on this at a moment's notice. Waiting to see if you get the contract? <laughs> I'm waiting to hear your specifications, General. At this critical juncture, we have little time to waste on something you needn't require. Along with our full commitment, 
Harley-Davidson is willing to offer an exclusive maintenance program to the U.S. military. In what capacity? The Harley-Davidson Quartermaster Training School. We'll send technicians to bases all around the country to teach military personnel how to fully maintain, <laughs> overhaul, repair, and, if necessary, scavenge parts from one machine to another. Oh, and, uh, all free of charge. Free of charge? Yes, sir. At this critical juncture, we feel that it's our obligation. With the strain of combat on man and machine, Harley-Davidson finds it absolutely imperative that the American fighting man know how to repair his motorcycle in the field, rather than waiting for maintenance crews like the British and the French and the German armies do. Sir, American men already know how to fix things. That's right. Why not let us give them that extra advantage? Hmm. Let's make it 20,000 each to Harley-Davidson and Indian. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, sir. Ooh, they just cut their sails in half. No, they just gained the edge. Free quartermaster training school. Couldn't this ruin us? No. This will not be our ruin. This is about customer loyalty. It's an addendum to the Harley-Davidson no Motorcycle Clubs. Mm -hmm. Only now it includes the entire U.S. Army. After the war, we'll have an entire group of loyal Harley-Davidson enthusiasts. Men with the helmet back on a machine that they know inside and out, that they love. Our machine. That means group rides, uh, social mixers, clubs. Hell's Angels. <laughs> Damn, We won. War's been over for a week, Walter. No, I mean, we won. Look at this. Boom. Oh, wow. That is the first Yank in Germany on a Harley Davidson. This is something, boy. We should send a copy to Randall. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I'll give it to him in person. That's the Indian They're racing guy, right? This month oh, in Kansas. That's so sweet. Really? Of them. Racing already? War's over. Time to move on. Plus, Otto Walker's a war hero. He was discharged early, and Jones comes home in a week. Right. We're back, Art! Right. Ooh, he don't Army like Chelsea. that. I'm only interested in Harley Davidson. I hear that a lot after their Army Quartermaster School program. Boys coming back only want Harleys, just like yourself, Mr. All right. <laughs> Mr. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> Man, I mean, that's that loyalty that everybody is talking about in the beginning. Once they know their machines, they come home, and that's what they're familiar with. I mean, that's that's just long-term thinking. And after the war, things things were good again, and they were back on top, which was nice. Um, Art really fought his way um, into the hearts and minds of the men coming back from the war. But he understood that it was more... If you remember in the... The, the scene that we just saw, the, the, the two men from Indian are leaving. And, of course, there's the, the, the bigwig, right, the executive, and then his sales guy with him. And sales guy's trying to, make, you know, lessen mm -hmm. the, the burn. He's like, they just cut their sales in half. He's like, no, they just won. Mm -hmm. Because they, he realized that immediate sales aren't everything. You have to have that. You have to that risk long, something. You have to have the, the the foresight to see down the road. Mm -hmm. Loyalty is more important because you'll sell more bikes in the long run than a few bikes right now. 
Yep. Running a business and um, managing a brand can be very different. And I think, you know, if you, you can say, okay, how do I get through this year? Or you can say, how do I get through this decade? And I right. think that long-term thinking about how you can solidify yourself in the hearts and minds of people, I mean, that's the way, that's the way to go. Well, in this case, it worked. It paid off after the war, which we were in. I mean, the, the war lasted a while, but the United States, relatively speaking with the rest of the world, was in it for a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it won. Uh, we won the war. And then afterwards, his strategy paid off and, and things started going really well for them. Yeah, but, you know, it's not without their opponents, though. Mm. Because, uh, you know, the... Uh, okay, so in the film, Harley Davidson is also confronted with the idea that motorcycles are now dangerous oh, to yes. society. You we know, murder today. cycles, mm-hmm. if you will. So there, this this next clip that we're about to look at will uh, show an example of that. So let, let's take a look at that before we go on. Okay. I'm writing an article about the dangers of motorcycling, of murder cycles, are. I call them, and wanted to give you the chance to go on record. Another article. Good. Great. Yes, thank you. This is very kind of you. Pardon? Please. No press. Murder cycles have captured the attention of young men across the country. There seems to be something about these deadly machines which excites the spirit, the freedom. And the speed of these machines provokes a new kind of wildness. Thank you. Yeah, that doesn't sound very damaging. I couldn't have phrased it better myself. This kind of press is hard to stimulate. You look like the cat who swallowed the canary. Nope, not at all. I understand being driven to a cause, and I respect somebody who stands for their beliefs. Please, Miss Bicel, write as many anti-motorcycle articles as you possibly can. Uh, uh, do me one favor, though. What's that, Mr. Davidson? Please don't ever ride one of our machines. Because if you do, you'll have too much fun. You'll become a huge enthusiast and then... You'll be hooked. There goes all my free press. By the way, that's a true statement. <laughs> all right. So a little bit of PR mentioned here. Yeah. What no press is bad press. All right, so here you can see them staying true to their brand. Mm. Even in the face of adversity, the whole idea of fun, freedom. They didn't, Wildness. They didn't forget that. They were willing to, to stand up you know, in the face of you know, the, the moral majority or whoever coming at them saying, hey, you know, your, motor, your motorcycles are dangerous. And they were like, you know what? Yes, they are. <laughs> and so they began to embrace what made them different from uh, from you know, cars or, or horses or whatever. I don't, I guess we were riding around in Model T's at the time. I don't, I don't know. But. Yeah, I think that, you know, oftentimes in business, there are several opportunities that come along or several instances that challenge um, us as business owners to stay on target with our brand. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there are, you know, publicity problems that happen, product problems that happen. Somebody comes out and says something negative. Someone posts a bad review of your product or service. And it's really easy for us to throw in the towel and lock up the door or to um, change the brand yeah. to make somebody happy when we forget that we can't make everybody happy all the time, so we need to stay the course. We get uh, we get contacted actually a lot. Sometimes our, our initial contact with somebody is somebody that has 
they have this bad situation going on and can you please come in and help me fix it? Um, and one of the things that we always have to look at when, we're, when we come in to, to do you know, reputation management is number one, what happened? That's number two. Number one is, okay, who are you? Mm-hmm. you know, and then how can we frame this um, based on, on, on who you are? Are you somebody that's apologetic? Or are you like Harley Davidson and somebody that's like, no, no, you're absolutely right. It, it's a different angle depending on, on who you are. And knowing yeah. how to handle that is uh, and, is important. And I think part of the problem sometimes people have with that number one that you just said is they don't know who they are. Right. It all and starts with that. When businesses don't have an idea of who their brand personality is, they have a really hard time responding to negative situations or positive situations. But really, the negative situations um, in life in general, when you're not sure of who you are as a person or as a brand, as a business you don't know what you stand for. Mm-hmm. And when you don't know what you stand for, you'll fall for anything. And, and, and that's why you know you see businesses that you know uh, change who they are all the time. They keep adding stuff to their menus. If they're restaurants, even though it's a Mexican restaurant, but now they've got cheeseburgers. And <laughs> you know, uh, there, it's one thing to respond to your public. It's another thing to uh, waffle on who yeah, you are. Yeah, to cave to your public. Right, and if you don't yeah. have a good uh, brand identity, Number one, it's just harder for you to stay the course because you don't know what the course is. Yeah. You, well, you have to be, you have to, to know who you are and be confident mm-hmm. in who you are. And to do that requires the necessary research up front, right? And the necessary Absolutely. homework. But once you, you know who you are and you're confident and you're solid, then you can push forward. There's always going to be naysayers. Right. There, there, there just is. People can't stand to see somebody else succeed. So yeah, they, or they just like to, they like to have their voice heard. So they'll post a negative review because it makes them feel like they're right. being heard, even if they may or may not even really believe that about your product. They just want their um, point of view to matter so much. Or sometimes they're your competition, as far yeah, as reviews some, Or they're scorned employees, or they're friends mm-hmm. of scorned employees, or what have you. You can't make everybody happy all the time. And if you know who you are, you know how to move forward. Right. But moving forward in business is not without consequence. And it's also um, imperative that even though you're moving forward in one direction, there might be times when you have to change direction a little bit as long as you keep moving forward. And it's that course correction that we do uh, sometimes that helps keep our business moving forward. There's nothing wrong with taking a step back for a second, looking at a situation and figuring out how to get through it. And I think uh, this is a good time for us to start talking about course correction, but Before we do that, we need to hear from our sponsors a little bit. So I think we should take a quick break and hear from our sponsors, and then we can dive into course correction. All right, sounds good. Okay, see see you on the flip side. Introducing Napa Auto Care Centers. Napa, a trusted leader in the automobile industry, has joined together with the top auto repair centers in Atlanta to bring you Napa Auto Care Atlanta. Top, local, certified mechanics backed by the national power of Napa. Call 1-844-NAPA-ATL or visit NapaAutoCareAtlanta.com to find the location nearest you. Napa Auto Care Centers, the parts you trust, are now the shops you rely on. Straight Shot is brought to you by Reformation Productions, a full-service marketing agency in Atlanta, Georgia, helping companies promote and communicate their business in the most efficient and effective ways possible through straight-line marketing. Find out more by visiting reformationpro.com or call 678-825-8086. Reformation Productions. Think in straight lines. 
Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those spots from our uh, yes. from our sponsors. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that course correction that we mentioned uh, right before the break. In Harley and the Davidson film series, Harley Davidson showcases um, a stand that they made against motorcycle racing. Yeah, they um, the the industry motor drone racing. The industry had moved on from uh, traditional what they called flat track racing to uh, board racing, which was motor drone racing. They they made a stadium and they had these boards wood that was all the way around in a circle, uh, and it made it like a, very much like a a motorcycle track is today. Uh, and the problem with it is, you know, there were walls instead of fences, and it was, you know, um, a harder sort surface, and you could go faster, and it was more dangerous. So um, more exciting to watch. Yeah. So uh, the the reason why they included this, I think, in the movie, uh, is because Harley Davidson even now has been criticized for not being involved in the crotch rocket um, market. Mm-hmm. Um, and that market, the crotch rocket market, uh, was born from this type of racing. If you look at motorcycle racing now, that's the type of motorcycles that they, they use. Now, for those of you that don't know what I mean by crotch, crotch rocket, rocket, I understand that's a slang term and maybe a little off color. But what that what it means is... I don't know what else they call it. Racing bike? That's what everybody calls them. But it's yeah. it's like the, um, the, the ninja that you've seen. Uh, that Ducati. was the, one well, of the yeah. one of the most uh, popular ones. It's, it's the one that you have to lay down on. The one where you um, ride belly with you know like gas uh, yeah. horizontal. Yeah, you ride yeah. with your belly on the gas tank horizontal to the pavement. The other kind of motorcycles, again, for those of you that don't know motorcycles <laughs> very much, there's basically two types. There's the crotch rocket, and then there's the cruising bikes. Right. And the cruising bikes are kind of what Harley Davidson specializes in. They're right. the ones where you sit upright. And uh, your hands are out in front of you, or ape hangers are the ones where the big, yeah. big, big handlebars. And then handlebars. there's also uh, dirt bikes, of course. Mm-hmm. And then there's trail bikes, which are a mix between. Um, yeah, but they don't count because they're lame. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, and then there's also touring bikes, which are the ones that look like a car on two wheels. But, oh yeah. Uh, either way, uh, the the crotch rocket style. Those are built for the, speed. The racing bike started in this motor drone, um, and like I said, if you you can see them now. Um, if you watch motorcycle racing where they lay down, that's the bike that they're laying down on, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of people don't think they should be on the road because they weren't made for modern day travel. Mm-hmm. They're made for racing. They're, ra- they're made um, for speed and, and being yeah. aerodynamic. So uh, in this film, uh, this is how they address that stand uh, um, on this type of, of racing. This is an example of how you would take something that's a negative in the marketplace. Why doesn't Harley make these types of bikes, mm-hmm. right? And turning it into a positive thing, putting a positive spin on it, which they did uh, in the you know the the film today, um, and it was a, a a very smart marketing decision to put that stance in the film to support the decision that they had already made. Again, it's also because it is defined in who they are as a brand Mm -hmm. they stay in those guidelines instead of letting them waffle you know get the gray area stay in the gray area they said nope this is who we are as a company so i can stand behind our decisions and i can bring it in front okay so all right let's jump right back into the movie um this was a disastrous decision that could have bankrupted the entire business. Yeah. Um, they publicly attacked the motor drone racing and then withdrew from any future racing. And it actually cost them. Yeah, it was a, a very um, 
unpopular decision at the time because people liked these this new racing mm-hmm. stuff because it was fast and it was exciting. But uh, they did participate in the first one, uh, the first race, uh, probably more than that. But in the movie, it was in the first one. And their guy got hurt. And that's when they decided, we're not going to be in this anymore because it's too dangerous. Uh, they could have, they had a decision to make. They could have decided to embrace it as part of their brand. Hey, yes, it's wild, it's dangerous, it's part of who we are. But instead, they decided, nope. It's, it's, it moves away from the spirit of, of freedom and crosses that line a little too far into uh, adrenaline Irresponsible. Junkie. Yeah, and being irresponsible. So, yeah, let's go out, let's, let, let's watch that and, and we can kind of see some of the impact okay. uh, that that decision had. The Harley-Davidson Motor Company announces that it not only condemns motordrome racing, but boycotts it completely, hereby severing ties with any dealers who support these murder-drome events. It's going to cost us. Well, it's the right thing to do. Racing drives sales. You know it. No motorcycle bearing our name will race in these blood sports. Alone this size, well, it's hard to win. Again, it's not about Mr. being greedy. Carla, it's not about just the bottom the line. It's about standing company in for America. Something. Now, for us to realize that end, we'll need a long-term relationship with a long-term commitment. Indians going to build forty-five thousand motorcycles this year. How many is Harley Davidson? Ten. Ten thousand. But motorcycle we... industry is booming, and you limit your potential with sentiment. You should never have written that editorial. You'll never catch up with Indian after that. We did what we thought best. Those motodromes sell out darn near every event. The writers are stars. Some of them dead stars, sir. They basically mint money for the manufacturers, you know? And fans love it. Everyone does. You know, I go to the motodromes, my wife goes, we take our kids, we have a grand time. What do you tell them when someone dies on the track? Nothing. People die every day. You can die crossing the street. I'm sorry, fellas. It's just business. Weren't half bad. Actually, I have a place left on my racing team, if you still got it in you. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I forgot. Harley Davidson, don't race. <laughs> no, no, Mr. Randall, we'll leave the motodrome racing to you. You don't race at all, if I'm not mistaken. Not for years, not since your amigo died. Not racing. Hmm, that has got to be hard on sales. No, we're not going to go straight from attacking motodrome to jumping into some other kind of racing. We're not changing our position on this wall. But we have to do something. What can we do to increase sales? Speed. I can't sell a bike to a kid who comes in here with a hard-on for speed. We're not selling to racers. No, to spectators. <sighs> with you in a moment. Thank you. They only know what they see on the track, and they don't see Harley Davidson's. You think I like seeing us getting outsold by Indian? Of course not. Time is not on our side, Arthur. Big companies are investing in motorcycles, and with it comes the full weight of their business structure. Research and development, distribution, lawyers, licensing, cross-licensing, patents. We have to find a way to compete. All right, so they felt the hurt of Mm -hmm. that decision. Um, 
and it was it was a, a decision that they made based on um, they were getting older, you know, as men, uh, and they felt more responsible. Uh, this putting this in the film was a good way to showcase that Harley Davidson, you know, as wicked as they are, still has a moral compass, mm-hmm. right? So that's another reason why they yeah you don't have constituents if you kill them all off and motor drone right. racing. <laughs> yeah, um, but knowing that this hurt them in the marketplace, forced them to develop new strategies that have new ideas that would help sustain the company long term. So this is when they started getting into uh, civic oriented motorcycles for the police, uh, postal system, things like that. Um, which if you uh, have ever looked at Harley-Davidson history, you can see that they, they did have something. You're like, wow, they did that, right? Uh, so you can kind of see- I believe see, the Gwinnett County Police um in, in, in our county here yeah, are all Harley Davidson's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is where they kind of first started getting into that. Uh, they also established HOG. HOG stands for Harley Owners Group. Mm-hmm. You've heard of HOG before. Get on your HOG. Um, and you're like, that's a pig. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but this is uh, Harley Owners Group was the, the one of the first clubs that they made to. And they made it to, to retain customers and, and to increase um, um Loyalty and yeah, so give them they something get, to belong to. Yeah, and it, it would make people passionate. They be, people like to belong to things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also an example of how measuring your results, both positive and negative, can help push you to course correction and to help you to become uh, creative and innovative in your solutions and in how you're going to mm-hmm. to fix it. So let let's take a moment and and jump back into the movie. And kind of look at them kind of exploring these these different ideas. So um, let's do that. Okay, let's do it. I'm here all the time. Rain or shine. Just want to race. Now those bikes aren't fast, but there's a certain appeal to it. And it's a lot more control. You're trying Walter, to tell me that this is as sick. You can see, still there's no such thing as safe racing. There never tracks, will be. Which was the stir. Motorcycles are dangerous. That's what we build, Arthur. Motorcycles. No steep angles, no G-force. Brakes, introduce some sort of rules, maybe. We've already been over this, Walt. We've gotta be out there somewhere or we become irrelevant. How is this relevant? How is this being out there? We can go back to flat track racing, but this time we build bigger, faster bikes, way more powerful than the motor drums could handle. Compete with Indian where we excel design we could double the horsepower why motor drones sell out nobody's watching flat track racing not yet best existing speed records two motorcycles going over 100 miles per hour i'm sure the head of sales and marketing could see the potential in that <sighs> come on art but we have to do something we have to find a way to compete we're promoting a new loyalty program for dealerships and customers Loyalty. Clubs. Dealership clubs for the Harley Davidson enthusiast. You'll organize group rides, social mixers, advanced demos of our new models. Clubs. No one else doing that? I like it. I hope it's enough, Arthur. Me too. Mm. (laughs) Ah, you're the best. And you work too hard. Here's the sketches. 
Wow. Hmm. Good job, Bill. I mean, really great job. A lot of work. So how much does this move the needle compared with Indian? Not as much as I'd hoped. Hmm. All right, so still some, some good ideas that, that kind of came out of that situation. So when they said that, hey, we have, when they said, hey, you know, where did downstorm? They looked at it instead of a defeat as an opportunity to expand, oh, yeah. to improve. To Life move does forward. that sometimes. It gives yeah. us opportunities to grow, and we feel we were too comfortable where we're at. So uh, sometimes, if you remember in the the beginning of that that clip, sometimes the best strategy is to go back to where you came from, um, and and to just look at it in a new way. Now, Walter Davidson had wanted to go back to where he came mm-hmm. from. He wanted to go back to flat track racing. He understood the the heart of the Harley-Davidson customer. And he knew that those desires are still there. He just needed to find a new way to kind of stoke those desires. And going back to dirt track racing with a new bike, this was his idea, with a new bike that was too powerful for the motor drone. Now the motor drone, that's the, the, the board races that we're talking mm-hmm. about that are in like a stadium. The dangerous ones. They, they have, uh, they're not flat track. They had these, uh, you know, curves up on the side where they would fly up with G-force as they were going around. And if you had a bike that was too powerful, you just fly right up into the stands. So he knew by the, it's more exciting because it's a faster bike and they can't use it in the motor drone. So that was his his kind of, of thinking. And you can see, like I said in the previous clip, Walter had his eye on doing this uh, for a while. And he finally found a way to force his partner's hand. Because his brother, who his buddy, had died in, in motor drone. He, he found a way to, because his family, he found a way to basically force his brother into to doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, he did that by using um, company pride in the face of their competition. Walter took a risk uh, in doing that, uh, but it, it worked. So uh, we, and we'll, we'll play that clip here in just a minute, but uh, by measuring the results of those efforts, uh, once he made this change back over to, to flat track racing, they were able to see a very exciting 6% increase with one single race because they measured what they were doing. This is where we are. We did this. This is what just happened. Um, so when that happened, they jumped all in. Art Davison was on board. He's kind of in charge of their sales. So uh, he jumped on board. He had a, a brand new strategy behind what he was going to do. And again, just like Mr. Lang and him had, had done, they set goals in a strategy. This is what we're going to do. So he set out. He's like, we're going to give away free beer at, at every event. We're going to um, build a new racing team that includes stars which he'll explain in a minute um, and he's going to bring cheerleading what into racing not so, all of them are great ideas <laughs> just so saying. we'll see all of that uh, in this next, next clip starts off, off starts off with Walter pursuing his idea and then goes into the new go strategy. fight win Harley woo alright actually <laughs> Bill just designed a big new racing bike oh Bill did did mm-hmm. he Bill's like I did what why for the Savannah Dirt Track Race next month. Ah, well, we, we do still participate in flat track racing, but to be honest, compared to the motodrome, it's just so underwhelming. How about a little side bet? 
$1,000 says Harley Davidson beats Indian in the dirt track race. Oh, I don't know about that. Or is that a little too rich for the new president of Indian motorcycles? You're exposing us by relying Man. on a bike that doesn't even exist. <laughs> Walter, he you goes. cannot just do whatever you want. At least I'm doing something. And Bill? Yeah, I get it. You need a whole new motorcycle in a month. No pressure. Good man. Poor Bill. Now we see all these decisions that hey. the, the brothers are making. You busy? You forget about how hard no. this is on, on yeah. Mr. Harley. You could just, just build a brand new bike, right, Bill? You got hammock, this. Watching the waves go in and out. So how's it going? For better or worse, Walter cast the dice on this one. Everyone's watching this race, and so we do what we have to do. Yeah. And do you really have time to build a new machine? It doesn't matter. Mm. I have to. I've been there, dude. What is this? Is this it? This is power, control, and speed. Two speeds, actually. This will be different from the saucers at the outset, which means a clutch, which means a lot more command of the bike. Look, Art, I'll build a machine that's big and exciting, and you'll figure out how to sell it. Get out. Hey, get the door open. Go. Get out. Leave me to my imagination. Yep. Have a good day. This is why I have to close the door Soon in my office. <laughs> I don't have a door in my office, but I would close it if I could. <laughs> Enter the V-Twin. Careful with the RPM. It's going to be easy to over-rev this machine. Adjustable air swing. That's right. How you feeling, right? Good. I win this race. Buy me a whiskey afterward. All you have to do is beat Indian. We'll do Mr. Bits. Skinny those tires are. Hey, Randall. You came in second. Congratulations on missing the top spot. Thanks. We intend to do 1,000% better next time. Oh, yeah. That. I'm terribly sorry. I seem to have forgotten my wallet. Twiddling my evil moustache. Look at this. I knew we had a spike. Is that right? That's right. What does it translate to? It's a, oh, we'll do that. It's about 6%. And that, gentlemen, is after our first race. 6%? Yep. Now, if this is how we really intend to catch up to Indian, it's going to eat up a majority of Bill's time, as well as allocate quite a bit of resources in order to lift flat track racing from its lowly status. What resources? Incentives. We can do uh, giveaways, beer tents, all compliments of Harley-Davidson. Free beer? Yes, free beer. Kegs are cheap, newspaper ads are not. The entire goal is to get people to the track. But first, we need to build a racing team. I'll find us racers. Winners, too. Eh, not winners, stars. Let me worry about the racers. What in the hell do you know about putting a team together? Listen, if I'm the one who has to sell the idea that flat track racing isn't just Motodrome's redheaded stepchild, <laughs> then you need to let me stack the deck. What's your name? Otto Walker. Hello, Otto Walker. 
What do you want? I'm looking for racers. Yeah? Yeah. I am. I'm Arthur Davidson. Hold the phone. What? I know who you are. Wow. Good. He's like the opposite of a jack. You want to know why he was chosen? And here's the yeah. ladies' man. Now he's choosing the ladies' man. You know how to ride that, or is it just for looks? I can ride this thing to Kingdom Come. Good. Then you won't mind switching brands. <laughs> that pretty boy is going to bring the fans in droves. Fans who have long been underrepresented at the track. He's lost his mind. I think you might be right. Yeah. Fans won't be able to look away. Not if they can't race. You guys are going to want to see this. Outside. Trent Burns, you must have heard we were putting a racing team together. Can't go wrong with a guy named Shrimp. <laughs> hey there, fellas. I thought I'd stop by, let you know my birthday's next week. Turn to 17. Legal racing age. <laughs> I like him. He's got personality. So he's the fun one. So now they got the pretty one, the big guy, and the fun one. And the wild child. That kid's child. a nuisance. Yep. yep. But I like him. You don't say. Of course you do. Hmm. I'd like to introduce the newest member of the Harley-Davidson racing team, Shrimp Burns. There you go, Shrimp, which I'm sure is not your given name. And he can't get enough of it. And here comes Ray Weishart to congratulate Shrimp. Spoke too soon, folks. Oh, too much personality. Nothing like getting punched in the face and laughing about it. That's the spirit of Harley right there. First and second place winners are congratulating each other. Harley Davidson style. <laughs> that ain't a race team. That's a wrecking crew. Whoa! Are those the cheerleaders? Oh, God. There you go, there's the cheer staff and the the racers. <laughs> Little bonus in that last clip. Did you notice how Art took a negative and made it a positive? The guys were fighting on the ground, right? Very negative. They were oh my congratulating God, each other. This is bad. And he turned it into, into, a pos into a positive thing. Mm -hmm. um, same like that. way that he did with the, the female journalist before that was anti-motorcycle, yeah. where he, he turned that, took a negative, flipped it, and turned it into a positive. Now, fun fact, they eventually named their racing team The Wrecking Crew. That's awesome. Which came That's from, great. from that right there. Well, I think we've come to that point of the show, Mr. Zachary, where you need to give us your straight shot. The straight shot. The straight shot. Um, we still need to come up with something super cool. The straight, straight shot! shot. <laughs> okay. uh, there's two major takeaways 
from um, today's Straight Shot uh, episode. One, uh, being proactive in business gives you the opportunity to make smart, strategic decisions without being impacted by emotion or outside yeah, getting pressures. Pushed, getting pushed around. Right. So um, if you're, you're proactive, you know what you're doing, you're confident in who you are, um, then the, you know, the, the reporters coming up to you and you're pushing in the, the, these things happening with the market, you, you don't get sidetracked side as easily. Um, we believe in making solid business decisions that are backed by tangible research data. Mm-hmm. So we know what we're doing is correct, and we can be confident in what we're doing based on that uh, that data that we've gathered, the homework that we've done Not uh, up winging front. it. No, we don't believe in winging it at all. Um, doing the, the, the homework up front allows us to be uh, confident that we are going to be as efficient as possible and that our communications are going to be as effective as possible. Uh, proactivity uh, is also, it's a, uh, it's a byproduct of being um, passion-filled and grounded at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it gives you the opportunity to really push for what it is that you believe, but you're still steady and, and, and confident in what you've done uh, at the same time. It also shows that you are in control of your business as opposed to your business controlling you. Right. That's the whole cart before the mm-hmm. horse thing. And finding ways to be proactive and strategic in your marketing is absolutely paramount to success. It is. Um, the second takeaway, I think, from this uh, is in measuring your activity. Um, At uh, our marketing agency, measure is the final stage of what we call straight line marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's often overlooked by uh, a lot of companies, a lot of clients. Perhaps that's because proper measurement uh, starts simultaneously with the other uh, stages of the process. It finishes in its own timeline, but it Mm -hmm. has to start with everything else. In order to take full advantage of the uh, measure stage, you have to take care to establish benchmarks at the very beginning of the entire process. Then you have to track your experience along the way as you go so that you can then analyze them in that final uh, measure stage and kind of see from them, okay, we've tracked our progress. This is where we were. This is where we've come. We've tracked everything, what worked, what didn't work. And it allows us to, at the end, Celebrate what you've done right, which I'm a firm believer in patting yourself on the back as a company, uh, and your employees. If you, your company has done well, tell your employees, because they got you there, right? So celebrate. It's important to remember what you've I done right. I completely agree. Um, the other thing that after that is whatever didn't work, fix it. Course correct it. Um, we should tweak it so it does this. We should drop it. We mm-hmm. should whatever. As long as you stay in it your brand. You, it gives you the opportunity to look back on, say, hey, this worked. This didn't work and why? And what can we do to, to tweak it? Um, and then the, the final piece is uh, expansion. Um, when you, you're at the end of that, you say, okay, we've grown the marketplace this amount from where we started because of benchmarking, marking, right? So we've grown this much, which gives us additional resources to expand the business, expand our communication efforts, expand our, our operations. Uh, and unless you have the the measure stage done, you can't effectively do those things um, from an analytical, strategic standpoint. Right. You don't know... Um Sometimes it, sometimes success isn't always just about the bottom line and profit. Sometimes it's about meeting certain other goals 
And unless you are benchmarking and, and knowing where you are at in the process, you don't know if you're succeeding yeah. or if you're headed towards success. Well, strategy um, is, is important because it does reach more than just sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now sales is an important goal. I mean, that is I like mean, the main, you need it, the money is, to grow. It is an important goal. But depending on where you are in your business, you may have other goals. Am I going to leave, make this business strong enough to leave it to my son or to sell it to somebody else? Or do I? am I comfortable uh, you know, being this one-man shop where I, I have enough money to eat? Or do you want to become the biggest thing that's in your industry? You have different goals, and those goals are just as important as sales. Now, sales is important because it keeps food on the table, but it's not the end-all, be-all, depending on where mm-hmm. you are in that cycle. And sometimes and those sales are that. temporary because, I mean, yeah. you know, you can have a great year, but you don't know what next year is going to be because you haven't... Absolutely. You have to have foresight. Even, right. Yeah. And so if you make plans for growth, adding new positions, adding employees, or perhaps mm-hmm. positioning yourself in out you know out of the local and into the regional out of the regional and into the national right. or however you decide to grow your business and so in the movie Harley Davidson ju- did just that everything right. that you're talking about and they continued over and over mm-hmm. expanding with new products ebbing and flowing with changes in the marketplace and through consistency and strategic planning they have become the global cult brand that they are today that's true, they, and they well. An example. I, I, we'll, we'll leave you with this uh, today. There, there's one clip in the movie um, that uh, that really showcases something that I, I kind of want to talk about. It, it's something that, in reality, would not have happened in the time place of the movie, but because it is a marketing tool mm-hmm. for uh, for Harley Davidson today. Uh, Harley Davidson has made a move to embrace female writers as a new demographic. Now, back in 1914, 1940, that's so much. We were two Yeah, that wouldn't <laughs> have happened. But because this is a this whole film is a marketing piece for it's a Hallmark the company, movie. It's yeah. it's a propaganda film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an entertaining propaganda film. Mm-hmm. But because it's there, they included one of their 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 secondary audiences, which is the female writer today in the movie. And I kind of want to show you um, what that what that is. So we'll leave you with uh, with that clip. Mm, I think it's a great idea. So um, as a woman, I would love to end with that clip. <laughs> I hope you guys have enjoyed the Harley and the Davidson series, uh, you know, the, the two shows that we did about it. And uh, so uh, I think that's going to close out the Harley yep. and the Davidson thing. But I think it's been fun kind of picking apart their decision-making in the beginning processes of their business. And as you know, it's not going anywhere. Harley-Davidson nope. has, uh, you know, they have come through the motorcycles are dangerous. They have beat out competition that they consi- they consistently have new competition coming out all the time. Victory Motorcycles is a big one coming out, up and out right now. And um, so anyway, so we're going to leave you with this last clip here. I hope you enjoy it. And until next time. Thank you for joining us here on The Street Show. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. It's just like riding a bicycle. Only complex and powerful. <laughs> so you pedal it, start it. She and then it. Um, once it's turned over, hold her steady and uh, use this lever to engage the bell. Okay. okay. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> we give her some pants. Does she have pants on? <laughs> no. See, even in the movie, you can tell this stuck out like a sore thumb. This is a breakthrough. Everybody's like, it is? Yes. Women can ride a Harley Davidson. Errands to the grocer, the post office. It's a whole new market. 
she can really sure. ride. Yeah, you. yeah, no, I drive my Harley just to Very get, appealing. you know, milk and eggs. Very appealing. <laughs> Go on up. Okay. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast informative, we hope you'll pass along our web address, straightshot.net, to your friends, colleagues, and business associates. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash straightshot. If you would like to have your question featured on the show or would like to be a guest, call 678-825-8086, extension 300. Or you can email us at info at straightshot.net. Be sure to download the Straight Shot podcast app on your smartphone to hear previous and new shows. You can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, or directly at straightshot.net. This has been Straight Shot. Straight Shot.